Okay. Hello there. Welcome to another episode of Inside Out Alignment. Yes, we come into this world and we have so much going around us. We have our parents, we have our environment, we have uh, friends, we make friends, you know, and all that. And most of the time, we often forget to connect with that power that brings us, our real soul. And sometimes we start our journey and not really focusing on the things that we absolutely would love to do because all the external things just choke up those great things or that voice of truth or that intuitive voice leading us towards the path for which we are actually here. So today it's an honor and a pleasure to actually have a guest also who is going to talk more about our soul purpose, soul-led purposes. And uh, before we get into that, I wanna just introduce her before she gets into this ju juicy part of our conversation today. So it's an honor for me to have Stephanie Zito with us, who is an intuitive soul purpose alchemist. She also she helps soul-led women align with their soul purpose and turn their passions into profits. Can you imagine that? So Stephanie, I appreciate and thank you so much for being here with us on this platform, which is for self, you know, uh, self-discovery and creativity, which is what you're going to be really talking about. I know you've gone through that and bringing your experiences, bringing, you know, what you've learned through your journey to us is just a blessing. So thank you for accepting this invitation and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a blessing to be here and to uh, not only envision turning our passions to profits, but let's make it happen. I love it. It just excites me so much. Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much. So one thing that I know you that you wrote that you're really excited about was quantum leaps. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So when I say the word quantum leap, what comes to mind for you? Quantum leaps is like a big jump. It's not the usual path that, you know, we grew up, we, we take, yeah. you know, right. Yes. So I want you to like, give us like a little introduction of who you are. And before we get into quantum leaps, you know, sure. I've given a, a Short introduction, but I would like you to tell us a little bit about yourself right. before we get into that. Yeah. So I am a soul who just seems to make quantum leaps. And I uh, was in the Peace Corps at a, when I was 20 years old in Uganda. And that taught me a lot about um, knowing that we have our soul purpose from the inside and we make those things happen in unison with those around us. So mm -hmm. we are not these islands. We definitely are part of the fabric of things. Not only the fabric of things, but there are sort of these, uh, this field, this field of energy. We can, some people call it source, some people call it God. I don't have any attachment, but it is this intelligence that uh, works through us and with us that we are part of as well. So I kind of learned that <laughs> at a young age. My master's is in conflict resolution. And what really intrigued me was the name of your show, Inside Out. 
because you and I, we are on the same brain. I just, when you say that, I'm like, that's everything to me. It's being who we are on the inside out in the world. When I studied conflict resolution, we learned mediation and I just was never satisfied. We could have transactional outcomes with a divorce. You can split up the house and the stuff, but what about how do we feel? When we're living our truth, we feel aligned. When we're not living our truth, I, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what this feels like, it shows up. We don't sleep well at night. Uh, we might have digestive issues. Our jaws are tight. We're perhaps fighting with our people. So it shows up. That's why we want to trust. We want to get into that place of just inner sense of knowing, following our intuition and I can, we could go on for hours. <laughs> I won't keep your time, but there's just been so many moments where, you know, I've made mistakes. I, there was a time I did not trust my intuition. I got into a relationship that was not right. I was very stubborn about sticking with it. And then my intuition kicked in and sure enough, the quantum lease happened to bring me to where I live, which is Southern California. Um, got my dream job at the time. I started my yoga teacher training then, and I then met my husband and everything just happened just so quickly. It's like you're on this one path and then you could keep going on that path, but you will feel struggle or you can choose this other path and it's going to take a lot of trust, <laughs> but things are going to happen in a way you couldn't even, you couldn't control it if you tried. Beautiful. So that's sort of a bit of my background and a bit of how I look at quantum leaps in a nutshell. Thank you so much. Thanks for the introduction. Yeah. Yeah. So when you talk of quantum leaps, what can one expect or how do you navigate your, your, you know, your daily life to actually get into that space of being in that quantum leap or experiencing quantum leap? Okay, so what's interesting is there are definitely ways, it's not just sporadic, there are definitely ways to get into the space to quantum leap. And I want to remind us that uh, it's like you can really think of these divergent paths when we have a choice to make. And um, when you start to really get into a place where you have this vision, the first step is to know what you want not what other people want for you, not what society tells you you should do, but what do you want? People make crazy decisions. They decide to sell everything to get a motorhome and to travel the country. Like they make all sorts of crazy decisions, right? <laughs> and, and they throw caution to the wind. So getting really clear on what do you want? Not that society says you should have this car, or this relationship, like just that's it's what do you want? And we do that by going inward. We do that by starting out meditating. And if you're someone who says, I've tried meditating, it didn't work. I just say surrender to trying again, even just taking like five minutes um, using an app. Like I have some meditations on an app called Insight Timer. You can set a timer for one minute. You can set it for two minutes, but taking that time to go inward taking the time to do things for yourself where we sort of get out of our rational mind. Our rational mind is not the smartest place like we've been conditioned to believe that school has taught us. Our intuition, that gut sense, that's the place where we make decisions that are aligned much quicker, right? 
Like, you know, when you feel that gut sense. So meditating is an incredible way to start. Also getting into a zone of manifesting. Like I've led a 21 day manifesting playground and I call it a playground because a lot of times we call these things challenges like a manifesting challenge. It should not be a challenge. Our words are really important. Manifesting Love is that. challenging. It's the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when we have a playground, we are sort of playing with this divine relationship we have with this field greater than ourselves. So when we start to get into this place of manifesting, we have this vision, we have this vision, it's outside of ourselves, we can see it. We want to bring that into our reality. We can quantum leap into it when we start paying attention. And we pay attention when we're aligned, when we meditate, we get closer to feeling our intuition. Then we also secondly sense, where do we know that intuition to be? How do we know that's our intuition speaking? Like Mary, for you, when you know it's like that gut sense, where do you feel that in your body? I feel it like, I feel certainty. I feel like this is it. I am so sure that the noise out there doesn't take it away from me. I'm so certain that at that time, I'm walking by faith and not by sight. Oh, yes, definitely. Yes, because your vision is, um, when you say faith, not sight, sight is what we see right in front of us, right? But Mm -hmm. that vision, the vision goes beyond. That vision is the future. So think of like a path where uh, I used to lead backpacking trips and you you know where you're headed. You see the map, but you can't see it. It's it's Mm -hmm. this pathway. You're never going to see it until you get there, until you take the next step. So you must trust. You must take the next step to get the next step. So I ask that because understanding where we feel that intuitive sense is really important. And we can do it in really simple ways. We can even play with like a trust exercise, starting out by asking yourself um, a yes, no question that is going to give you a true or false. Like, yes, my name is Stephanie. And my body will naturally want to kind of move forward with that. Um, and then if I say a lie, like my name is Bob, my body will naturally want to retreat. Um, I love something that I love to eat. Like I love coffee. That's a yes. <laughs> I love sardines. That's going to be a no. So the more we practice this, when we have bigger decisions, I don't know if you've ever practiced this to kind of get into your intuition, Mary. Like this you know, of- people have different ways of meditating. Yeah, right. So that's right. Yeah. So you explaining to us exactly what you do. I think that's what we are here for. And we like the audience to actually see the way Stephanie actually navigate, you know, in order to get to that space of, mm-hmm. you know, um, not only recognizing, but also working in alignment with high intuition. Yeah, exactly. So the first step is the meditation, just some Mm -hmm. simple practice. The second step is playing with your intuition, playing with that gut sense, uh, doing a body scan and feeling and well, where do I feel my intuition? Some people feel it in their heads. Some people feel it in their gut, like that gut feel, because we have neurons that go to our bellies. We have intelligence sense there. Um, Some people, you know, and then also notice, well, if it's fear, if it's not right, where do I feel that? Like we think of uh, like a dog, when a dog senses something bad or a bad person, you see the hair go up on the back, on their backs, right? So we're really the same. We have that kind of instinct. So then Mm -hmm. notice if it's, that's how we differentiate. People ask sometimes, well, how do I know it's intuition or how do I know if it's fear talking? 
and you will know the difference. Like for instance, um, one of the biggest examples for me was, you know, before I met my husband and I was in this relationship that took me to Kentucky, Kentucky. I almost got this corporate job. I mean, I was definitely going down a path that was just not the right path for me. And I had, you know, what was happening? I wasn't sleeping well. Um, I was I was crying. I was crying a lot. I'm just being honest because I think people, some people might relate. So you're going to know these senses. And yet I just, I thought it was the right thing. I thought I should make it work. Um, and then my intuition, I built it by meditating. I built it by stating what I truly wanted, stating that outcome, stating that vision, right? that affirmation that I truly wanted. And then also just testing into these feelings. Should I leave or not? Actually, I'm going to stop myself there because sometimes I'll say that. See that word I said, should. Mm-hmm. We don't want to should ourselves into anything. I'm actually glad I said it to remind us that should is not the right sort of vibration we want to be in. Like should I feels like an obligation. Mm-hmm. Should I stay? probably would have felt like an obligation. I probably would have said yes to that. But what we want to ask, especially if we're muscle testing, if we're body testing, if we're testing our intuition for this, is to ask, is it in my best and highest good? Is it in my best and highest good? And when we say that, we're not getting into this mind stuff. Is it in my best and highest good is connecting us to this higher self. It's connecting us to what source, what our guides, what our highest self wants for us. So is it it in my best and highest good to leave? That was probably (laughs) close to a full body yes. And then it was just about taking the steps to make that happen. So those are some, I'll kind of stop there for a moment, but those are sort of the beginning steps to begin to get into this place to quantum leap. Beautiful. So what was the time that you actually identified that it's time for me to leave this relationship? Um, I think that it was a process because what I started doing was meditating. Um, And I had, at the time, I actually got a somatic coach. I got someone because I needed something outside of myself. And I feel at times it's really important. Like I love having a coach for my business, someone who's kind of just gone before us to help show us the way of it. So one, uh, I got into the sense of my body, what my body was really telling me, because Mm -hmm. even before that, there were signs to not even go to Kentucky. I mean, there were so many signs, but I was stubborn. So, uh, and then what I did is I set a commitment for myself. What did I really want? And what I really wanted was to see myself, to honor myself. So that was my big vision. I couldn't even say to leave or to stay, to be in that decision. And then I made a commitment to do something to care for myself. Right. So this piece is so important. We get so busy working, taking care of others. If you have kids uh, scrolling, just mind numbing, scrolling Facebook, what do I need for myself? When I begin to go for a run three days a week. So I was meditating for like five minutes every day. I couldn't at that time. It was hard for me to do more than that, but it was something. And by going for a run three days a week, one, I got out of my mind that was trying to figure it out, which is exhausting. And I got, I was able to drop into the wisdom of my body, into the wisdom of my intuition. So that's where I started to get clarity. So if that makes sense in in a way, something that like taking a really nice shower where we just kind of are doing something that gets us out of that 
that that brain that wants to do. And then I think I think once I started doing that work, I want to say probably was maybe three months, mm-hmm. and it was like I built I built the intuitive muscle, like my intuitive muscle built. Before that, I was saying to people I was afraid of my intuition. I was flat out saying it. Um, I was also taking yoga at the time. So all these things they help us. You know, they all are there. Yoga is there to help us meditate. Like the practice of physical yoga is there to help us quiet our mind. So any of those things, and then it just was so clear. It was so clear. I packed my stuff in my convertible Sebring (laughs) and uh, my father, God bless him, got in the, drove down or whatever, flew down, drove in the car with me. We drove out to California together. Wow. And, uh, and he dropped me off and, you know, and it's these things, these little things. And the next piece I want to talk about is to look at the openings, look at the openings that start to become available. Mm-hmm. I was talking with my friend in California about my situation. She said, just come and stay with me. And I think sometimes it's hard for people to accept help. And I registered what she said. It took a few months. And then when I was ready, I said, yeah, that sounds good. And I went, I stayed with her. I did not have the full-time job yet see that? I didn't have it all lined up yet. And it was this friend and she was the one who had this, I I had worked with her before. She had um, this uh, school for at-risk kids and it was my dream job at the time just to work there. And sure enough, she gave me a little bit of work, a little bit of work and it turned into a a full-time position so that I moved out of her place. I got my own place. You know, it all sort of snowballed. And, And I'll tell you some interesting things following these things when you start to get really aligned, like at that point, I got really aligned, really aligned about what I wanted to the point I wrote it down very specifically. You want to write these things down. And sometimes people will um, sort of dim, dim what they say they really want, because like, well, who am I to say I could have that, to have that money, to have that relationship. Our limiting beliefs. Yeah, right. And so, or we say, we sort of feel like, that's too much. I can't say I have, I want that. But when we write it down, it allows the, I say the universe, the sort of higher energy to deliver that back to us like a boomerang. So we put it out there <laughs> and then it's able to boomerang back to us. If we don't write it down, if we don't state it, it's confusing. It's like having mm-hmm. a, it's like ordering a pizza. If you're like, oh, I think I want a pizza, maybe a medium, maybe a large, like, what are you going to get back? (laughs) Are you going to get back what you really wanted? Are you going to get back sort of this pizza like you maybe thought you wanted, but like you literally, it's like placing an order, like get as specific as placing an order at a restaurant. Don't make it hard. (laughs) So um, what's interesting too about this time, I was living with my friend and uh, I wanted to be in a committed relationship. Like I really knew that's what I wanted. And I, and I knew the standards that I wanted in that relationship too. I had learned my boundaries, I had grown. So what's so interesting is um, sometimes things will fall away. Sometimes things you thought you wanted, it will get out of the way and it gives me chills to give you that thing that is for you. So for instance, I, um, was, I was going to go with a friend that year to New York City to meet up with someone I had met traveling and my friend bailed on me. I was super mad at her. I wasn't gonna go because it just didn't feel right. I didn't wanna go by myself. So she bailed. So I was still in uh, California over the holidays and my friend was going online to, to date. 
So I begrudgingly got online too, and I checked out match.com or whatever, and it wasn't quite working. I was surfing in California. So I went on another kind of site for like fitness people. And the very first person who showed up was my now husband. He was sitting with a sailboat and I was like, hmm. and I don't remember who messaged to first, but we got into a conversation. And what's so interesting is after meeting him, you know, I kind of looked around after that, you know, we started going for runs together, but uh, even before, I don't know if we'd gone running. And then everyone else on that site were like these real, just not my type, like these very big bodybuilder people. If I had seen that person first, I don't even know if I would have, if I would have looked, mm-hmm. but he was like literally the first person. <laughs> it's like, here you go. It's like the universe was like, took New York out of my field. It was like, nope, you're not going. <laughs> and right. then put something in my field. I never would have done online dating. <laughs> and then there he was. And, and these things, they will happen sometimes. Like I've been put in a position to help someone else. And at the time, didn't know it, but these things you never could have even, you couldn't even make it up. The things that will be put in place to help someone, like synchronicities, we call them synchronicities. Sure. So look for the synchronicities. Look for the things that get out of the way. Look for the signs. It's really true. Look for the signs. It might even be like like spirit talking to you by, you know, it sounds so... um, I don't know, trite or something, but like a feather, (laughs) like a feather is like your angel showing up for you, right? Like just like a sign that you're on the right path. I mean, I've had things happen like, um, like I lead a a membership and sometimes uh, we do a hot seat. So someone, one of the members will come in and, and provide something that they're, they're researching or looking into or that they love. And one member was going to come in and use a pendulum like a little pendulum to help with our intuition, right? Mm-hmm. So pendulum, it's like a, it's like just something on a string that can move and can tell you yes and no. And and that that morning after we had set this, I went for my daily walk and I just said to the universe spirit, I said, you know what, I'm I'm looking to just play with manifesting today. Just excuse me, just bring me something fun. And sure enough, I'm on my walk and uh, just doing something with my phone. And I looked down at the ground and I hadn't been looking down. I'll just say that. And right by my feet, there was a pendulum. Like Hmm. who finds a pendulum on a walk? I don't just walk around finding pendulums. I don't know about you, but it was just, I had to laugh just like, okay, universe. Like I get it. I'm on the right path. We're playing together. We're co-creating. It was just this nice reminder of, of how that works. So hopefully that's kind of a long roundabout way of answering your question about uh, sort of when the ball started rolling with the, with the manifesting, with the quantum leap to, to move into this life that I now have. Beautiful. And uh, I shouldn't say it's long. It's, it has layers to, to it. And, you know, the more, you know, it's just like you're peeling an onion and you're peeling one layer at a time. So, you know, to get to that center. So that's just what it is. You started somewhere and you were heading somewhere. So it had to take a process for you to get to where you are today. And thank you so much for going deep with us. Yeah, I appreciate that. Of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the um, the stories, they help sometimes because we can relate to them. You know, there's sure. pieces sure. that we pick out that we can relate to. That's the beauty of stories. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Sometimes when we just talk about principles and things like that, some, it becomes sometimes a little confusing or not clear enough. But when we give maybe our own experiences and you know how we went ahead and navigated it, people are more relatable to that. It's easier right. for people to understand and be like, okay, you know, and things like that, which is which is really great. And so it's I, interesting because you might have a time where you quantum leap, like for me, moving from Kentucky to California was like a major quantum leap. The things that lined up to the point, dream job, husband, it's like, what? So, so it really taught me a lot. Uh, yoga, yoga training. And then sometimes you'll sort of like have, you'll be just coasting, right? Like you got right. the quantum leap. It's not like you're quantum leaping, you know, I mean, you run a marathon and you kind of like take, you have some rest days. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, just kind of going, you know, uh, my, we got married, we had our first daughter, just really just flowing with it, loving life. Um, and then, you know, it's interesting when, uh, we're ready for like that next kind of upgrade because um, my next sort of thing I really wanted was to start coaching, to start my coaching practice. And at the time I had my fears, I had my distrust. My fears were because I'm an intuitive coach, like I work with the chakras, people, these are my fears. People wouldn't understand me. And this comes from background, this comes from childhood, it comes from things that perhaps I, I heard or learned growing up. And these are where our limiting beliefs come from. So we can identify them. But those were mine, people wouldn't understand me. Um, and also questions like I really didn't know how best to market what to charge. So those were just more like things to learn, right? More so than limiting beliefs. And what propelled me was, and this is what's interesting, sometimes these quantum leaps happen, when the language of the universe, when we are talking to the universe, we are working with uh, really two things. One is emotion. So mm. we can have like a big event happen, which I'm going to talk about, um, which creates an emotional drive. Sometimes, um, we, sometimes we get really sick, someone gets cancer, they know someone who gets cancer, we lose a loved one, and we just feel like, wow, I need to live my life. I need to get over these fears and do these things or embrace these fears more so and do these things I say I want to do. And the other piece is repetition. So when we do want to manifest something, repeating it, seeing it, saying it, rep repeating it will also work with the language of the universe to deliver it back. So um, we'd had our first child and uh, we're working on our second and my husband lost his job and he was our primary breadwinner. So um, no job <laughs> and uh, child, you know, very stressful. And I just knew I got that hit. I knew, right? You get this aha moment. Now is the time to start my coaching business. We can almost feel like, like these are channeled to us, right? We just know. And my husband, he was so, so in his stress, it, I wasn't really going to get that support from him. He was supportive, but not like, oh my God, yes, do this, right? It was more like a distraction to even think about it for him. And I say that because sometimes your spouse will not understand mm -hmm. your loved ones, your family, they won't understand. And that's okay. That's where the inner spark, the inner drive is what needs to happen, Right because we can lose out, we can, we, can, we can delay ourselves when we look to the outside to confirm yeah. this for us, we need to have it. So he lost his job, 
And I just made the commitment. I said, it's time, you know, I don't know how, I don't know where, but it's time. <laughs> and synchronistically, I made some choices to do some things and I met a coach and I, this coach was just the perfect coach to help me get started, to help me understand how to package my coaching, how to market it. And sure enough, I started coaching. I made back my investment. I had my coaching clients coming in. It was, and in fact, it spilled over into my husband. He got some coaching. <clears throat> he met a great business partner, uh, made some investments, you know? So it was just so interesting how the spillover happened as well, right? So I bring that up because we can have these like these lulls and then there's something else. It'll be like a, a time to upgrade and you'll mm -hmm. know because you'll get this hit, like there's something, there's something else I meant to do something. And that's where we wanna listen in. Um, we can do something called channel writing where it's like you are writing a conversation with your highest self. If you have someone you consider a guide, a past loved one, a grandparent who, who really guided you, who has passed, you can write to them. And, and anytime you have that doubt, like, is this real? Is this just me saying this? Like, just surrender to that. Just trust. Even the things that sound insane, just write them down because you'll see you are guided. These things are coming up for a reason. And then look for those synchronicities. Look for those places to say yes, right? Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So... If I would say, if somebody's out there now, it is still like doubting, like, oh, they talk every time about meditation, but how do I prepare myself to even start meditating? What do I do? What type of meditation? Or how is that going to work? You know, what would you say to them? Right. Well, my first thing would be just to bring curiosity to it. Bring curiosity. The first time I sat down to meditate, no lie, I just popped right up out of my chair. <laughs> and I was like, okay, wait, wait, no, I got to try this. I got to sit back down. <laughs> so I'm a very active person, a very go-go person. Uh, and it was hard for me at first. And sometimes people think I'm doing it wrong. My mind is still working. It's like exercising a muscle, right? We just, we keep practicing. My first suggestion is to make a date with yourself. Just like you show up for work, just like you show up for coffee with a friend, even if it's virtual, you show up. So show up for yourself. Pick a time of day which you know you can be quiet, which where you know you can just be, even for five minutes, maybe first thing in the morning, maybe at lunch, maybe at the end of the day, and pick an exact time. And I, I want you even right now to like take your phone, your calendar, and put it in your calendar. So a reminder will come up, time to meditate. <laughs> and then what I invite you to do is just to... To, to feel into like play with some different ways to meditate. One is to literally sit and to close your eyes and to observe. There's different styles of meditation. You can just sit and observe your thoughts. You can sit and observe your body. I like the body one because it helps me relax the places where I hold tension, like my jaw, my shoulders. It always wants to go there. So when I sit and just observe my body, 
And you know it's only five minutes. Set a timer so the timer's gonna go off. You don't have to keep looking at the clock. Um, and then just explore. Um, YouTube has a bazillion. Tons. Yeah, and it's free. So go to YouTube, um, explore a topic. What is something that you struggle with? Anxiety, sleep. Uh, there was a time when I would use sleep when I couldn't sleep, but there was a backstory as to why I couldn't sleep, right? And I would use these meditations to help me go to sleep. So you can lie down for that. You can sit. Um, there's really just so many ways. You can do a walking meditation. If you're going to do a walking meditation, though, just put your phone down, <laughs> you know, and just allow yourself just to explore what it feels like to be walking, like you can, you can do an eating meditation where you just are focusing on what you're eating, what it tastes like, what's the texture, how many, bite, how many bites are you choose are you taking? So we don't have to feel like there's any limitations to meditation. The practice is really observing. It's really just being and observing. And when we think of it that way, there's no wrong or right. When I sit to begin meditating, some days I might just be seeing all my thoughts, that ticker tape going through my mind, what I had for lunch, what I have to make for dinner, what I forgot, <laughs> what I should be doing, <laughs> you know, I should. And just, okay, fine, just observe. I don't have to try to make those go to the side because over time, your body gets used to it just like anything. Just like when we were little and we learned to tie our shoes, <laughs> right? So I just say like pick three days a week, set that date on your phone and just begin the practice. Thank you so much. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> so what advice would you give to your 21 year old self? Can I just tell you really quick something funny? Okay. Sure, so, please. So we just came through, um, the moon was in cancer, okay? We just went through a cycle where the moon was in cancer. And that is a time where people reminisce. That's a time when people reminisce. And in this time that people reminisce, uh, someone who I had met in the Peace Corps, this person, this man I had met in the Peace Corps, contacted me on LinkedIn. <laughs> And he said, hey, we met when you were in the Peace Corps and I, I came across this letter you had written, this letter I had written, and did I want to see it? I was like, oh my gosh, like what possibly did my 21-year-old self have to say? So I was like, this is embarrassing, but sure, why not? So I got to read it. It was just so fascinating just to look at. I was deciding to which grad school to go to. I was, it was just so fascinating to see what I was doing back then. So it's interesting. Like I can really picture my 21-year-old self because I got to just read a letter from myself. Beautiful. Yeah, right. You know, I would really just say, um, enjoy follow those threads that bring you joy they bring you joy for a reason there there really are no shoulds those things that bring you joy those things that spark you heart they they will guide you in the right direction even if your your parents don't agree we can lovingly agree to disagree because we come through these families but we don't, we are, we don't, they don't own us. We don't belong to them, right? They birthed us into being to have our own experience, our own self-expression of the universe expressing itself. So 
tap into those little things, those little things that bring you joy and follow those threads because those threads might lead you to amazing places. You know, even when I was younger and my, my mom told me she thought I was drifting because all I wanted to do was rock climb. Well, guess what? I became a rock climbing guide. I became a backpacking instructor. And I spent years just in such love with my life because I was in the wilderness where I wanted to be, doing things I love to do, guiding people, guiding school groups, and having a ton of time off to just go play and rock climb. So in that moment that she thought I was drifting, that was a spark that led me to an incredible portion of my life. Wow, I love that. I do, I love that. So Stephanie, what's your next big goal? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, you know, my next big goal really is just to touch, uh, I mean, I say a million lives <laughs> because it just sounds like a great number to, to get out of their fear, embrace their fear and live their spark to allow themselves to be seen. That's what I do right now. I lead masterminds. I work with women to find that spark. And I find um, many people get afraid, afraid to show up, afraid of being judged. And my mission right now is to help women release that fear, embrace that fear of being judged and go do you. Go do that spark, whether it's making money or not, like that just gives me such joy when it's like, <laughs> like the mama bird in the nest and the birds are taking flight. Like that is just literally all I want right now, just to keep, to keep flowing with this and to keep helping seeing. I want to see, I want to see the birds taking flight. Beautiful. So what brings you joy in the work that you do? than the work I do, yes. it's uh, celebrating my clients, celebrating my clients who uh, follow, you know, in the mastermind I have, there I have it laid out and when they follow what works. And I also, as an intuitive, I'm looking at what works for them right. because in terms of human design, we are designed differently. And so what works for one person is going to be a bit different for someone else. So when they follow it and they do it and they take the action and it works. <laughs> the like, transformation. Yeah. I just sit back and like cheers. It just gives me, I can't even, the feeling is like, like fireworks. It's the best. Like they get their first client, they start doing the things. It's just the best, right? Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Is there anything else or any one last thing you would love to share with the audience? I know um, I do have your information here, which I'm going to be having on the description box of this episode for those who want to reach out to you and uh, not only experience your amazing work, but if you have any questions, they can connect uh, to, uh, with you easily. So is there one other thing you would love to, to share with us today before we separate? Yes, just when you see the success of someone else, that is the universe telling you that you can have that too. It is your birthright to have whatever you see out there. There's never any comparison, right? If we get into that place of, uh, of jealousy or comparison, take a step back and allow that to be your influence, your inspiration. Let those people be your inspiration. That, that is your birthright. Like the path is there for you. If you see that and you want that, you get to have that too. 
Beautiful. I love that. Oh, my goodness. That is really great. Yeah. So it's really been an honor and a pleasure to have you here today. And uh, with all the sharing, and it's so inspiring. Thank you so much for the work you're doing, for empowering people out there to uh, connect with their inner self, doing what they love and not uh, giving into the circumstances, the conditions, and what the world think, but fulfilling the purpose for which they are here, which brings more joy and fulfillment, making the world a better place. Imagine all of us doing what we love. What are we going to give? Love, right? That's just what we're going to express in every way because we are fulfilled. So thank you so much for being part of the people who are out there actually bringing that into fruition in the life of so many. So thanks so much for your work. And uh, we've come to the end of this episode. Thanks so much thank you, for- Mary. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mary. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for this platform. I appreciate that. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, as we've come to the end of this episode, I'd like you to take everything that you've gotten from here, not just only taking it and not, you know, and be like, oh, this feels good, but actually taking some actions. And I also want to point out that there is help. That's why Stephanie's here, you know, expressing and talking from her heart, saying the things that she went through and how she was able to navigate through them to be where she is today and loving her life. So that can actually happen to you. It can happen to you if you say yes today. If you say today's the day I say yes to my dreams. Today's the day I say yes to that power that greets me. Today's the day that I'll pay more attention to that intuitive self. Today is a day that I'll start meditating one minute a day. That still matters. She told us how she started. She didn't just start with 20 minutes. She started somewhere. Every journey starts with the first step. So you have what it takes and the help is here. Make sure you take action that you connect with like-minded people, people who will be there to always tell you that you got this and that you can move forward. Who will be there to support you your, as partner in beliefs and why not accountability partners? So take action, make your life beautiful, and let's make our world a better place. Thanks and take care. Bye for now. Bye, Steph. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mary. Bye. Thank you.